0: The Fatherhood's Fatherhood Podcast. Podcast. Beats, 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 rhymes, and diapers. in progress.
1: Oh, that, oh. it says yeah, it now? Yeah, it
0: does that now, yeah. That, oh, okay. Y'all ready? Yes, good.
2: sir. All
0: right, man. Today on Fatherhood's Man, I got a homie of mine that I have a lot of respect for. This homie has, yo, he's, he's been through it and he's come out an inspiration. He's someone that I feel like not only did he not give up on himself, but he definitely didn't give up on the family. And that's why he's here on the Fatherhoods Podcast. Let's make some noise for my homie, Deuce, who's a part of the family, the Drink Chance family, the Smoke Chance family, he got hood therapy. And he's got an interesting story that we got to talk about. I don't think we've had this perspective necessarily on Drink Champs. And I'm and I'm, I'm really interested and, and excited to get into it, man. So Deuce, thank you for coming to the show. Let's go,
3: let's go, I'm here, dude. Hailing from
0: the Bronx, right? You still in the Bronx now? No, I'm a Westchester guy. I'm a suburban guy. Oh, you guy. too. Oh. You left too. You're
2: Let's ready. go. i <laughs> a
1: suburban guy. Yeah.
3: What's,
0: what's wrong? I, don't wanna, I stayed in Kendall my
1: whole life. <laughs> yo, son, you know what? Yo, we got to move on up sometimes. And, you know. <laughs>
3: exactly. Exactly.
1: I I Yo, it's funny because um, I used to, that, you know, growing up in the hood, that's your mentality. It's like, yo, how do I get out the hood,
3: right? Exactly.
1: But, you know, it's crazy. Now I think about it. I'm like, yo, people that get out the hood are the, are the people that usually should stay in the hood to help the rest of the hood. Mm.
3: You know what I'm saying? We don't have to stay. We could go back. True. True. We could go back. True. So Manny's saying
0: he's going to move back is what Manny's saying.
1: I mean, I never left. My my mother's still there, so I'm there all the time. Listen,
3: listen. it's it's gentrified like a mother. Fucker. You can say it. Okay. I just (laughs) want to know (laughs) because this is fatherhood. You were
0: testing it. But it's just the fathers. We don't let the kids listen. Okay. All right. All
3: right. All right. So. But. Ahead, I stay, I, I stay in the hood. E. I stay in the hood, manny. I stay in the hood, fellas. I always gotta go back because I feel like I'm the motivation.
0: And that and that's what you are. I wanna I wanna get, you know, because we do this strictly an hour because as parents, we we, we got go. you know, we gotta, we gotta feed the kids in an hour. So Let, exactly. I want to get into your story because it's a deep story and I want to give it the time that it needs. Talk about so you went in, you
3: did a bid, uh, and how old were your kids? I did a oh the first two bids, I had no kids. Okay. Okay. So how many bits did you do, bro? Four total. The binga. 23 years.
0: Woo. Damn.
3: So you went in and
0: you didn't have kids at first.
3: I was a juvenile uh, division for youth. They don't call it that anymore in New York. They changed the name to some other stuff, but it was just baby, baby prison. Spofford? Right. Spofford, division for youth, Harlem Valley, Goshen, all of that stuff. Okay. It's the same setup just for guys that's not 16 yet. Got, Got it. it.
0: So you after come that,
3: out, right. after that, I put that badge on on. Uh, I put that badge on on, like all of us do from the hood. And I graduated to state prison.
1: <laughs> mm. Damn.
3: I put that badge on on after I came home, and I took another trip to the state prison in the federal system mixed in.
1: Okay. Well, so t- so tell us real quick. I mean, federal meeting. My meetings, kids. My kids. You, my kids. Were, yeah.
3: My kids were three years old when I left for the long the 15 years, E. Mm. So you had so, your kids
0: between the second and third? The second bit? and
3: third bid, yes. Okay. Ah.
0: Okay. And then, and it's, and so same mother, I'm assuming, right?
3: Definitely not. I was a player, oh. E. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to save you here,
3: bro. No, you can't. Listen. If we, if we, if we, listen. We I, giving I it was t- like,
0: multiple bids, cool, but multiple moms? Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a multiplier. Ah,
1: He was on his mathematics (laughs) heavy.
0: Hello. (laughs) All right. So, so, okay. So, when you go in the third time, how old are the kids now? Three.
1: Wait, you have twins? No. Oh,
3: was it multiple? Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. (laughs) He's a special guy. He's a special guy.
2: Okay. Damn. How many? How many kids at this time?
3: Two. I I, I have two. I have two children, and I have a stepchild that I've, I've been raising. Okay. And um. I don't call him a stepchild because right. once I feed you, once I bathe you, once I clothe you, once I shelter you, you're mine. Absolutely. Right.
1: Oh, hold on. Yeah,
3: that was a good okay, I, I, get, I get a sound effect. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah.
1: That's, that's that's accountability, like a motherfucker right there. You need you need a standing ovation for that one.
0: Yeah, bro, that's a role model. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Like, but okay, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So the, they're three years old. They're they're from separate baby mamas. Same age, you go in, and this is now a 15 year stretch. Yes. You come out, they're 18. Yes. How is that? Talk about coming home. So talk about trying to
3: be a father from behind. Oh, that's that's it's if you just had to deal with the children, it would be easy. Mm, Really? Okay. But when when you have to deal with the mothers who hold resentments towards you, that's where it gets tricky. That's where the the uh the resentment comes in and they feel like if I if I hold this away from him, I could get him back for whatever I feel he did to me. Yep.
0: So they're keeping the kids away from you from visiting?
3: Uh, sure. Unless, you know, unless I, I I said, listen, I'm serious now. Don't you know, and, and who wants to go through that? Who wants to go through a, a forceful thing? You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Because in all actuality, I couldn't do shit. I was just playing my bluff hand as best as I could. Mm. So I I situated situations where I would have the homeboys bring up the kids, whatever female I was dealing with at the time bring up the kids, my parents, my sisters, and that's how I that's how I facilitated it throughout the time.
1: Damn so right. so 15 years, you're, they're 3 when you go in,
3: and they're 18 when I step out. That's got to be rough.
1: And how so like I I mean I'm just trying to think through the my own kids, right? Through the through the different phases of of their development, how do you I, I, how do you coordinate to like inject yourself in there? Because you got the complexity of like sometimes the mom wants to, sometimes she doesn't. You got all this different, two You two different
0: got a, personalities, two different mothers. I'm sure, of course,
1: you got to of course your parents got to be involved, your your of siblings course. to try to help you. Like, how,
3: how crazy was that? It was it was the, it was the worst thing about the bid. Oh shit! It was the worst thing about the bid. Trying to just trying to facilitate all of those people coordinate all of those things just to get those kids there for a day to see me.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And so just live. I live those stages that you just said, when you see, you said you saw your children grow, you were there. I live those stages through visits, pictures and phone calls.
2: And how'd the kids deal with it? I mean, obviously when they're younger, oh. it's that the, you know, they don't really have the context for it. We're, but... st-
3: we're still dealing with it. Yeah. We're still dealing with, but they're they're, they're of an age now. They're both 26 now, 25, 26. They're six months apart. They have their own children now. Mm -hmm. And I used to explain to them, I said, listen, there's no God book with this, guys. There's no God book. I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. And as they're growing as parents, as they're going through things with their kids, they call me sometimes and say, your dad, you're right, man.
1: And you got you right. got two
3: boys boy and a girl okay so so what
1: are those conversations like and I guess more recent memory is probably easier like because there's a lot of complexity obviously they're probably there's you know shit that they're dealing with because of it shit that you're dealing with because of it how, how do you guys what kinds of conversations are you guys having
3: I made one general statement to them when I came out I said this is what I'm giving you guys right now one apology, because if I apologize a thousand times, it's not going to change the past. Whatever was the past, whatever hurts you, I went through, whatever shortcomings that I, I, I presented as a father, let's try to fix them now, because you guys are adults. But we can't dwell on what took place then. We could try to fix it. We could try to heal it. I could give you. I could try to give you the answers that you've probably been looking for all of this time. But I can't. I can't live with the guilt. And you guys can't live with the guilt. Say what you want to say to me. Ask me what you want to ask me. Hear this side of the story because I know I know you guys have heard the other side of the story. Yeah. And then you know, since we've had those conversations, like like we you know, we're great, we're great. Like we're great.
0: It, was there anything that you did inside, like whether it was reading books or or just. I don't know anything to try to like prepare yourself when you came of home course. to deal with it. Of your course.
3: Kids. I, of course. I was they, they used to talk about me in the package room. This guy got a thousand books. <laughs> everything that was everything that was of interest to me, I made sure I read it. I made sure I, I studied it. I made sure I learned it because I knew when I did step back out, this was the last shot. And if I didn't get it right this time, everybody was like, man, get out of here.
1: What was the what was your biggest motivator? And that's probably a cheat question. I think I know the answer, but like, cause you you went, you you know you were a, a, what a, I guess a predicate felon is what what they call yes. right? Yes. So y- you got into the habit of going to prison, right? Now this last <laughs> stretch was fifteen.
3: You know what everybody would answer to that question? Yeah, then? my kid.
1: Right. That's what I. That's that's why it was a softball. But what I, it has oh, to be that, more? That's not my answer. Right. That's right. Not my
3: answer. Right. It was me. Mm. It was me. I had to fix me. I had to want more for me so I could help them. That's legit. It wasn't them. It was me. I said, yo, hold on. You're cheating yourself. If I cheat myself all the time, I can't I can't be good for anybody else. Hmm. If, Any if, speci- you guys can, if you guys can understand that.
2: Any specific moment that, that made it click? Because I think there's a lot of people that don't actually get to that realization that they have to look at themselves and they know that they're cheating themselves.
3: It was just me so much like I'm, I'm I'm, looking around and I think the moment that I realized that I had to fix me was when a, a correctional officer that was probably younger than my son, he told me to go to bed. Mm. And that, 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 that almost was me never coming home again.
2: Mm. Oh.
3: If he, if he didn't back down, If he would have kept up with the macho, and I was macho, but he he backed down. So it kind of like diffused the situation. Mm, But it was the realization of a child telling a grown man to go to bed. Disrespectfully. Right. right. That's real. Damn. Just think about it. You guys got children. Yep. And imagine, imagine one of you, not even one of your children, say your nephew or your niece comes forth and it's like, in their mind, they really believe that they could make you go to bed. Right, right. I, I think that was the, the tipping point for me to say, listen, I'm better than this. There's people out there that's relying on me, there's people that need me, there's people that I, I owe. And the only people, I tell everybody this, the only people I owe in this world anything to, are my children. Those so, are the only people on this planet I want anything to. So you,
0: you have that tipping point, but I'm assuming it's not easy in the in the beginning, at the very least, to maintain. All, like, How do you start to evolve yourself into this different mentality that you have now?
3: Education, eh? Once you start to learn different things, your mind starts to change. Your thought process starts to change. Your value system starts to change. And I think that's the most important part of the whole thing is your value system. All
0: right.
3: And once you once you do uh, uh, some research and, and understand the, the about the the systemic things that are the, that are in this country that are designed to fuck right. us around as black and brown people, you start to say, damn, we've been fucking bamboozled for a long time." I didn't wake up and and, and decide to, to be a criminal. This shit was put there for me to just step right into that role. Hmm.
1: How do you tell your kids, because th- there's two questions I have. One is for you to walk out of prison and the first thing out of your mouth is like, I'm going to say I'm sorry once because that's that's as real as it's going to get. It's not going to do anything more for you if I habitually do this. And then be mature enough. I don't give a fuck how old you are. As a man, we have our our, uh, bravado gets in the way of a lot of shit right and so for you to be like yo I'm open just tell me what's on your mind knowing full well that it could be some really hurtful shit right of course like you put yourself out there on front street I don't know if they took the opportunity but let's assume yeah
3: Uh, of course they did they threw all the shit at you of course they
1: did it's really easy for you to be like yo I can't take this shit fuck y'all you know it's, it's, it's easy it doesn't sound like you did that shit
3: definitely didn't
1: I, I, you Definitely know, did. going through everything you've gone through, I can't even imagine. We're only talking about like on the surface, but like
3: surface shit, right. of course.
1: Just, I mean, it's it's really difficult for you to like put yourself in that vulnerable position.
3: The yeah. first thing, the first thing that I learned, and I and I kept pressing with myself when I said it's time for me to flip this was humility. Uh, yeah, you can't that's do shit without crucial. that one. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Was was humility? Mm. He knew me for a while. He, I don't know if he really remembered me because that was a long time ago. But I was a knucklehead, man. I like, remember. I remember. You, you could fucking look. <laughs> That's why look I have
0: at, a lot of respect for you right now because I remember where you come from.
3: You could look at me, man, and and if I if I didn't think your look was right, I'm on your ass. You said it. just just <laughs> the knucklehead shit. You know what I'm saying? And not knowing, you could have been looking at me to say, "Yo, man," like like I admire you. or I, I fucking? Right. I like your shoes, or I like your your chain, or whatever the case may be but in my in my in my fucked up mind everything was a challenge mm. for the worst and i i rolled with that same mentality for a lot of maybe 20 years in the prison system so it was it was at it was at some point it was like okay i could cut this guy I could whoop this guy I could go to the box the cops could whoop my ass these guys could jump me over here like where's the win in any of this Where's the victory in any of this? So once you sit in you sit in those uh solitary confinement places and all you got is you. <sighs> all you got is you. So there's no it's no uh, false bravado there. There's no is no it's, there's nobody to 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 wear this other mask that you wear for the world for. And you you start to ask yourself the real questions and you start to strip yourself down. Until you get to a point where you say, "Damn, right? I'm ready to, I'm ready to build this back up. And once you get to that point where you build yourself back up, you're ready for, you're ready to face the people that you've wronged. You're ready to deal with whatever repercussions come from the people that you've wronged. And like I told you guys earlier, the only people that I believe that I wrong were my children mm. because I took, I took what they needed the most away from them, which was the father figure in their life daily. All
0: right. Uh. Is, is there ever any worries of them falling in some of those traps that you fell in?
3: You know something? E? My son told me uh, years back on a visit. He said, Dad, you got all this. He said, I don't want none of this. He said, I like to get fresh. I like to get the girls. I like to go to work. I like to sleep in my own bed. Mm. Uh-uh, I'm not with none of this. Mm. And he said, because I've been through it with you.
0: Right.
3: And my son works, he's been to college. He does the right thing and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he doesn't have any of that nonsense in him that I had when I was young. How I'm much gra- I'm sure he's Let's go.
1: I'm sorry. How much pressure did that take off of you
3: when he you heard him say that? Cuz in the back no, of he, your
1: head you must have been like, "Yo, I hope they don't fall into the same shit."
3: Ninety percent, ninety percent of the pressure was taken off of me, Manny. Ninety—that's because we know they were still living in the Bronx at that time. So you know the 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 the, just the natural trappings of the environment were there. Right. But for him at that age, he was maybe fourteen. To have the 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 uh, awareness, the knowledge, to speak that at that time, it gave me like a sense of peace.
2: And at what age did you did you have to explain to them why you were there? And oh, I yeah. mean, did that? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering, like, because they must have at some point I would tried say to figure it, out, like, what? Why are we coming to to visit you? Why can't you come home to see exact, us?
3: I guess that was maybe around. I don't think I explained to them the exact reason why I was there. Yeah, because they were too young. But I gave I gave them the the parental version. Right. I did something that was wrong, and I have to pay the price for it. And when they got maybe 13, 14, I gave them the unadulterated version.
2: Uh-huh.
3: How'd they, they take they it? Shock, disbelief. But like I said, he knows me. So he knows I'm not like a disrespectful person. Like I'm like, right. I'm like the coolest guy around. Yeah. So when you hear certain things, it's like this shit doesn't match.
0: Right. No, it's a total transformation.
2: So you mentioned you mentioned values earlier, and um, that's something that that we had talked about a couple episodes ago. Just like I think the sometimes it's an afterthought when we talk about our kids of like, you know, we want them to do certain things career wise, or we want them to play sports or whatever. But I, but sometimes it's an afterthought and really thinking. I'm like, oh, what what kind of values are we actually going to try to push upon them or let them realize and understand? Speak a little bit about some of some of the values that, that, that you're passing on to your kids, even though they may be older or values that, that yeah. you know when when they were younger in
3: uh, you were trying for, to. For, put... I got you. For my for my kids, I always try to I always taught them to um whatever you do in life, stand behind it, take accountability for it. Always. That's that's I think that's the main thing that I try to, to drill into them. No matter what you choose to do in life, stand behind it full force. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But that was your decision. And before you make the decision, think it through. Mm. Think it through. Just think. Just uh, morality is what I really wanted to teach them. Uh, principles. Uh, it was. It's more so. It's more so. Just um. Basic human decency, respect. You know, respect people. Right. You have to. You have to exhibit respect to get respect. You can't expect it if you're not giving it out. Tell, uh, tell on us. Pr- on, let's go.
1: I'm sorry. I, I know you do, or at least it sounds like you do a lot in the community. Maybe not like right. in a via a center, for instance. But like I know, I hear you know ease mentioned... Like you tap in, in the Bronx yeah. and other places, and pe- you yeah. you have real conversations with people to try to guide them away from the things that you got forced in, or you know trapped into. Tell yeah. us a little bit about, I think I don't know why you do it, but like how expansive uh, an effort that is for
3: you. Oh, I'm trying to get E to get me some sponsors, man, because <laughs> I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of paying for it. <laughs> but um, I do it. I do it because nobody did it for me. I do it because there, there were, there were, there were the people, the people that were in the community when I was coming up. They was in the community doing what you do in the community. So those, those were the goals that that I that I reached for.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what you saw. That was like, oh yeah. shit, they doing it. That's what we should be
3: doing. Exactly. So when I come around, when I come to the community, I try to show them like, listen, you could do this shit different, man. You don't got to do that. You don't. You don't. You don't even have to take penitentiary chances to have some money. Or to have what the things that you want. You might have to work a little harder, you might have to wait a little longer. But look at me, it could it could happen.
0: All right.
3: <laughs> it could happen. And most of the people in the in my community where I'm from, the the kids that I'm talking to now are my peers, children, grandchildren, younger brothers. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So they pretty much know who I am. They pretty much know my history they pretty much know where i came from and what i've been through so i just hope i hope by me showing up and uh doing certain things like he knows the barbecues the basketball tournaments the turkey drive all of those things not a drive because nobody drove it (laughs) (laughs) or just to see to see that 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 I didn't make it. I'm. I'm still. I'm still struggling for everything I get every day. I still wake up uh, five o'clock in the morning and go to my store and and open the gates and, and and do what I need to do. I still, you know, all the things that I have to do, the commitments I have with the smoke chance, the commitments I have with the therapy. You know, I still make sure I do all of those things, but I still make sure I have time to come back to let them see, to let the people touch you and feel you and see that it's real. It's not. It's not you know, a, a figment of the imagination. No, this is real. You could do it. You just got to work your ass off.
0: How much, how much of, I know that you want to help people and be, and be present and, 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 and motivate others. But how much of that is for your sanity, for you to help yourself?
3: 50, 50, 50. 50, 50 split, E. Because that keeps me grounded. Right. That keeps me grounded.
0: Um, i want to go back to when you were locked up and and your kids would visit you was there ever a time that you had that they were you know whoever brought them said you know S- one of your kids did something wrong and and we need you to say some you know disciplinary words to them did that of course whatever situation of, of I, course and how did that play out because i could imagine a kid looking at his father behind bars and saying like what can you tell me
3: disciplinary. Mm-hmm. I explain i that never I never spoke down. I spoke to them. And whatever the situation was, when those situations arose, I talked to them about the situation. And I showed them what could happen if you continue with this behavior, just speaking on it and, and pointing out other guys that were maybe in the visiting room that day that's sitting there with me because of a situation similar to the one they're in. Mm. And sometimes I would pull up, yo, come on here, bro. Talk to my son for a minute, man. He acting like a nutcase. <laughs> you know, and tell him your story. Tell him, because sometimes we overlook the ones closest to us. Right. But if we hear it from JoJo sitting at the next table, we might take heed to it. 100%. Because you my dad, I might not I might not even listen right. to what you're saying. I might have just have the mute button on.
2: But if Manny
3: or, or EFN or, or any guy, speak to me, I might take a little more heed to it because it's coming from a stranger. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes. I, I pretty much just try to, like, walk them through whatever situation they was going through and show them the the good and the bad. And I think I always left it up to them to make their decision on what they wanted to do. Because I knew from the position I was in, I couldn't be a demanding dad. But I also couldn't be a rollover. Right. So you played the middle. That that was that was the only space I had. Yeah. Because if I was too demanding, I might have pushed them away from me. If I was too uh, uh, soft, then it's like whatever we do, what the fuck we want. Yeah.
1: You, your story is really interesting on a lot of levels because, you know, on the surface, if somebody said, "Dude got dudes from the Bronx, got locked up twenty three years, had two kids." All, and no, and they didn't know anything else about you.
3: Loser is what they would Loser, say. Loser,
1: scumbag, uh, absentee father. Easy, right? Easy things for somebody to say. But then you flip it, yo. Twenty three years is a lot of fucking time, bro. And like the fact that you don't look sixty plus right now. Hello, I'm so, <laughs> not <60. laughs> No, 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 no. I, but I'm saying like twenty something years, you should be like sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you started yeah. early hit, hit in prison, right? So, like, yeah. you know, I, I look at you and just some of the things. You haven't even told me, like, what you do on a day-to-day. But the fact that you open gates for a business and, like, you're doing stuff, right? Yeah. You may not be where you want want to be or maybe expect it to be. But but in no way, shape, or form, from everything I know so far, would I describe you as a loser, right? You yeah. It compounds tremendously for me when I see how...
3: That's the name, that's the name of my store. Compound? The compound. I'm in there. Oh, nice. I'm in there.
1: <laughs> you got. I, I need the address. Well, we'll talk about it at the end. So in of case course, people want to go course, check it of out.
3: Course, of but,
1: course. But but your inability to be physically present as a father, right? For for the mistakes you made, and then you being able to pick pieces up after you came out, do the best you can. Like it's really inspirational shit. And I'm I'm really happy that we got you here because we try to shine a light on. I guess I'll call it like the hip hop parent. Hip, hip hop dad, right? Yeah, for lack
0: of better words, right?
1: right. Like we we in this hip hop thing, we enjoy it. That's what we do. That's what we do. But the stereotype, we all,
3: listen, we all we all making a dollar from it, some form of fashion. Right. Sure, but I mean, I'm I'm all-
1: I'm talking about it just from the cultural sense. Like we yes. grew up yes. in this shit, right? In
3: this, in this, yeah. And, and and it's the easiest thing in the
1: world to be like hip hop sh- shit bag. Like a lot of people, that's the the correlation a stereotype, right.
3: exactly.
1: So it's really, it's. I mean, for me, it's humbling. Because I think about my problems raising my kids, and then I hear the shit that you just went through, and I'm like, bro, this shit is fucking Disneyland compared to what my man went through. You
3: know what I'm saying? Like, I I wouldn't even know.
1: Like The maturity that you have shown, I'm 41. I'm not there yet. There's a lot of little shit that you said that you did.
3: I I wasn't there at 41 either, Manny. (laughs) I wasn't there at 41. I'm I'm still not where I want to be. It's still shit that that take me where I don't want to go. You understand? But I just know how to filter it a little better now. That's that's cope, huge. You
0: have better coping mechanisms
3: now. Nah, of course. Of that's course. Huge. And when and, and when you when you make a 360 fellas like the small victories on the good side, they feel like the biggest victory you had on the other side. Right. The smallest. For my just for my kids to say, "Yo, we proud of you, dad." Ooh. That shit is like Ooh. the greatest Ooh. shit. Wow. Have they That's said that? Is that is that real? Uh, every, uh, listen, man, I wow. hear it a lot. And the more I hear it, the more... Uh,
1: the battery's in your back heavy.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like give me more Dora cells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it with the energizer. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's not, it's not, it's, it's nothing false. It's nothing that I asked them to say. It's what they see me is my actions on a daily basis that they see. You know, that's that's why they're saying it. I'm not asking them to say it. It's just, and when they just just for them to come to me for like real solid advice, you know, with with, with, with just day to day life, for them to come to me, that's big for me, man. Like, that's dope. I can't I can't explain it. Is some things are just unexplainable. The feeling I'm talking about the feeling yeah, that yeah. you get. Yeah. And what's the flow like with your grandkids? Um, you know that I'm the sucker grandfather. <laughs> anything, anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. That's good. Anything <laughs> goes, man. And, and and it's not so much that I'm trying to uh replay what I missed. Right, right. It's just you know that to me is like an extension of my child. It's not, and it's just not like that. That's what it is. Right. right and I joke with my joker I'll be joking with my wife and my son a lot I said all of y'all came out my nuts
1: <laughs> 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 that's hilarious and profound <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and true
3: i was just joking with my son cuz me him and my grandson we were joking around last night and I said listen if my nuts didn't work you wouldn't be here if your nuts didn't work he wouldn't be here and if your grandfather's nuts didn't work, none of us would be here. <laughs> so thank everybody in the line.
1: It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Pay homage,
3: <laughs> of course. For <laughs> fellas, man, like for 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 any for any for any youngster that's that's in a, if you watch the show, if any youngsters watch the show, man, just don't give up on yourself. No matter who gives up on you, don't give up on yourself. Fight 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 every day educate education is the key to me education opened every other door for me
1: and you got it in prison that's where you credit yeah. the most of your education I,
3: I, yes a co- college degree and everything oh, in shit. prison
0: oh and and how much of a support system in prison with other inmates did you have like was there other okay. other people that yo they got kids they got family and
3: y'all like oh, kind that, of a support system of course of course you know they have little different programs, parenting programs and things like that. And sometimes we think we know it all. But you can you can learn something from a child. You can learn something from a from anybody. All
0: right.
3: So I just took advantage. I took if I said uh I, I could play basketball, cards, and gamble and watch sports, or I could take this time and, 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 and make it conducive. You see what I'm saying? Make it conducive to, yeah. to, to the, 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 uh, the jump I'm trying to make. <laughs> So instead of sitting in my cell fucking listening to music and jerking off, I went to the parenting programs. I Which went I'm to sure the, happened the, as well. Of <laughs> course. You listen, you listen. You gotta do what you gotta do, buddy. So you gotta fucking um. I just took advantage of, of everything that was presented. Right. Do you do you think that
0: like did you care about family? Like you said at 41, you weren't thinking like that, you know. So do you think it's maturity? Do you think it's age that, that makes someone appreciate family and family values?
2: Or I is think it the mental
3: f- state? It's the mental The mental state is the first the first part you got to get to. Because you got to understand the value of family. And that plays into the value system we was talking about. Right. It's all good and dandy. The homeboys, they, they, they are family too. But family is family, man.
0: Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Family is family. Family. Not all of them. We ain't we ain't gonna give them all props. All right. <laughs> but the ones that's for you, they for you. T- Good, t- bad, indifferent, whatever the case may be. T-
1: tell us a little bit about your parents and how you know active they were in your life, uh you growing up. Like what 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 was their role in your development? How how you active? Know, mom,
3: moms was always there. Moms mom's was the mom's is the daily. Yeah. Pops, you know. 70s, 80s hustling guy in and out the crib. But you know, you know how it goes until mom said, nigga, you gotta go. Right. Because you, you know, you're bringing that shit here. And no, 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 nigga, you gotta go. So it was it was that. And I think some of some of the shit that I was doing when I was younger, like say if you knew my pops, manny, and you said, Yo, your pops was a bad motherfucker. He shot six guys over there. Right. Tomorrow, I'm gonna go and try to shoot seven guys. Mm. Ah. because it was it was just a confusion in my mind of love and uh, a misunderstanding not understanding why it wasn't clicking how every, most every most other families were why my shit is not like that oh you left motherfucker oh all right you were tough i'm gonna be tougher than you mm-hmm. and it took me until maybe i was 21 i was in the streets heavy right before i went away for the long the long time and we was talking one day. He said, I gave you what I could give you, man. And I said, what the fuck that mean?
2: Hmm.
3: He said, I gave you everything I had to give you. Maybe that's why you're still alive today. Oh, wow. And I didn't I didn't understand it at that point. I man, fuck you, man. Whatever, I'm going about my business. Maybe I was maybe 10 years in the 15-year bid. And I call him. Pick up the phone, He's like, hey, what's up, son? I said, What's up, man? I'm all right, cool. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, damn, you don't even ask, like, how I'm doing. Like, what's up? He's like, man, you, you my child. Remember, I got I got 17 siblings. Wow. He said, You my child, I never will. <laughs> so, so, so I said, What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he said, I know you, I know you alright. He said, I worry about the other 16. I know you are right. Hmm. I had to understand, is he saying fuck you? Or is that is that a a a, Compliment. a big up to me? Yeah, a big up to hmm. me. Like I, I and I was like, and I fought with that shit for about two weeks. Then I called him back. I said, Yo, man, like you dissed me? Like, what that was a So <laughs> Like, like, what's up with you? He's like, nah, man, I was I was complimenting you. He said, like. You're the one that I know you're going to make sure you're okay, so I don't have to worry about them. He said, "These other ones, I always got to worry about them because they're not as strong, they're not as resourceful, they're not as uh, uh, they're not you." Just put it that way,
0: right?
3: And believe it or not, that's my that's my that's my own boy right now. Like we, if yeah, it would have been dope. It would have been dope. If that we would have, have been got dope. It done. <laughs> it would have been dope if we could have got it done. Because remember, we was talking in Miami, he eh? This guy is, is like, you just got to love people for who they are. And I tell that to my other brothers and sisters because we all grown. We all fucking grown people. And they still, they still in that psychological place where, oh, he cared about you more than us. I said, it's not that he cared about me more than us. We kind of like the same person. Right. As far as your life is your life, we passed a certain stage in life where I needed daddy's love where I needed daddy's guidance. I passed that already. I've been through all the fucking pitfalls I could be through without him. So I'm 45 years old. I still I still want daddy. I love you. So no, nah, I don't need that no more. And you get to a point, you get to a space in your life where you just love people for who they are. I know, you, I know you're a piece of shit, but that's who you are.
0: Yeah. That's how I am with my pops.
3: But you're still my man. I love you. I love you for the piece of shit that you are. I know, like DMX said on Drink Champs, E, just know people for who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And love them or you don't. If you can't get over the shit you've been through, leave them alone. But if, if you okay with it inside, you made it this far, I love you. I, I tell them all that. I see him all the time. I pass by, he got, he got a, a fucking gambling number hole. Shit, I stop by. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? You all right? But he's just who he is. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Where, and where? he's a product of his environment. Right. Exactly. That's the thing that I accepted exactly. for my, my father's fault.
3: It's transgenerational, man.
0: Yeah.
3: And, and at some point, if, if, if you got to be the change. But we could keep the transgenerational shit going on, but who's going to stop it? Right. Who's going to stop that train and say, hold on, stop this motherfucker right here. Let's switch to this other track. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to do it. And I think I'm the guy that's doing it for my, for my, my lineage.
0: But we got to, there's something that, that we've talked about before on fathers. We got to give credit to your
3: mom. Oh mom. Listen, moms is the best, man. <laughs> because moms I feel like
0: I've said this before. Like we might be, we might not know how to parent, do everything wrong. But the one thing we could do right is love our kids, right? It's love That they it's feel love. love. And it's I feel love. like that love sometimes saves their ass when they feel loved. They kind of think twice about doing something that kind of like will hurt their Definitely. parent or disrespect their parent that love. Definitely, and Definitely. I felt that with my mom because my mom, she loved me to death, and and, it, and I felt like I made certain choices sometimes to not fuck her up, you know. And I think that, and you're, I know you do. You're a good dude, and I and I feel that if your mom was that in you, that's what helped you whether you knew it or not, like that love from your mom.
3: Let me tell you sir, Just uh, Mother's Day, we all went out to my mom's crib. So we there talking, talking. She said, "Let me ask you something." I said, "What's up?" We all this big family. We talking. Everybody. She said, "When did you have time to do all of this shit?" People talk about you was doing. <laughs> I said, uh, "They happened. That, that's not. That's not what happened." She said, "But one thing, people. They might say you shot six people over here, but they will say you hold the door for them. You say please. You say thank you. You offer whatever you can offer. You offer to help them with bags. That's what they do say." I said, "Ma, listen. The things you taught me, they still with me to this day." Right. Yo,
1: dudes, I cause... never, I never met you, but I talk about you all the time.
3: I appreciate that. I mean, My not
1: brother, not like not that. like directly, but I always reference because when I grew up, right, it could have been like you. The example you gave, the dude that was shooting people, love on the corner, slanging dope over here, like the thuggest of thugs.
3: The most loving person in the community. They
1: would get up off the stoop to let the people pass. They would help the ladies with the gross, like open the That's door. Right. All that That's all right. that regular, what I call regular like humanity shit. Up and down the food chain, everybody was doing it.
3: So That I, was for moms. I, right. That was for moms. Right. That's all for moms. Yeah. That's all for moms because we all on our best behavior in front of moms, right? Right. Facts. I don't <laughs> care know. who you are.
2: I, I think was, a lot of kids lack that these days.
3: My mother didn't know I smoked the cigarette until I was, like, 35 years old. <laughs> she came to visit me on the visit, and I said, come on, I want to go outside. And she said, you smoke? I've been smoking since I was 13.
1: <laughs> Kay brought up a good point, and it's, it's, it's in reference to why I say, you know, what, what I just mentioned. Like, I feel like the generation right now doesn't have the same morals.
3: They don't. And they when you when don't. you
1: talk to these younger kids, like how often does that come up as something you bring up to their attention? Like, yo, you you fucking up over here. You gotta do this.
3: Almost every time. Almost, just yesterday, I passed through the neighborhood. I stop. I get out I'm talking to the guys, and I see a guy, a young a young younger guy and a a, a younger female, like they ready to fight with hands. So I said, should I say something or should I? Mm. Yeah, I should say something. Yo, what's up, man? What y'all doing, man? What the fuck, up? Why y'all fighting each other? And it ends up that it was just a miscommunication. But they were ready to like involve other people and get crazy. I said, yeah. "Come here, both of y'all. Come here." I said, "Both of y'all, come here. Let's go. Let's go over here." And we went by ourselves. And I said, "Listen, what happened?" Bye, 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 The guy said, I, "I didn't. I wasn't even speaking to her." She just you know, grabbed what I was saying to someone else and went with it. He said, I wasn't speaking to you, I apologize. If you thought I was speaking to you. And it was fixed right there. Two two seconds, two, 20, 30 seconds of, of conversation, communication fixed something that could have went this way. But what if I didn't decide to pass through the neighborhood yesterday?
2: And I didn't decide
3: to stop, and I didn't de- see what deadly. was happening.
2: Hmm.
3: And we all know the weather's getting hot; tempers flare, and then we got dead, dead folks.
0: All right, over dumb shit.
3: Mm. Yo,
1: so before we get out of here, tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days. You mentioned compound. What is it? Oh,
3: first, first and foremost, I got the compound. It's a store. We make custom embroidery, uh, directed garment. We make uh, hats. Shirts, sweat, whatever you want, we make it for you.
0: All the you stuff you it. saw on the on the Smoke Champs uh, uh, basketball tournament. Okay, all the gear, he he did it.
3: Okay, bam. Uh, we have, as he said, we got the Smoke Champs. Now we're doing good with that. We just had an event Saturday. It was great, it was wonderful, phenomenal. I got hook therapy. That's another show that I'm doing. I, I got a few shows in the can. I got a few episodes in the can, but I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm waiting on. <clears throat> The smoke uh, uh, drink champs. <coughs> Y'all yeah, yeah, understand that, right?
1: <laughs> Yo, you gotta be careful, man. You might have caught that Rona. Be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Let me you put hear, my man? mask on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, but compound is a physical location. Like people can go there?
3: Yes. Okay, where's that? 40 09 Rockaway Boulevard, Jamaica, New York. Okay. We open every day except Sunday. And if you need something special, we'll open up on Sunday for you. Mm. Gotcha. Dope. And then
1: um, the Hood Therapy is the
3: podcast? Yes. Hood Therapy is the podcast. You see me right here. That's right. what we're doing. That's basically what we're doing right now is what Hood Therapy is.
0: So
3: I shine light. I shine light on um, entrepreneurs. I shine light on uh, scholars. I shine light. I try to shine the light on people from the neighborhoods. People from the neighborhoods that's doing what the hell they got to do that don't get the recognition of a little boozy or right. somebody like that. Lord Jerome just got his doctorate. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> that's good.
3: You know, so that that's pretty much what her, it's just basically to dispel all of the nonsense, man, because it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, false prophets running around.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
3: They talk to the talk. They talk to the talk, but they don't got their boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. They will take a check from anybody to say, oh, stop the violence but they're not in the neighborhoods. They're not in the neighborhoods talking to the kids. They're not in the neighborhoods talking to the adults because some of the adults need some guidance too. Big facts. Yeah. You know, that's what hood therapy is. Hood therapy is is not for the entertainers. It's not for the fucking, the fancy people. It's for the guy that get up every fucking day and go to Hunts Point Market and bust his ass all day and come back and make sure the family is fed. Make sure the rent is paid. It's for that guy to get some recognition, and for other guys to see that—that's all, right. all, right. all right. It's all right to do that.
1: You just—you just, yo, my man Joe Godoy. Shout out to Joe Godoy. He's literally that dude. He works at the Hunts Point Market, and he come back home. He did a little prison time too, unfortunately, but he picked himself up. So that's—that's that's what's up, man.
0: And man he used to go at night to Hunts Point. Sometimes, <laughs>
1: sometimes. <laughs> I had the chaperone yeah. people
2: over there. You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> <laughs> nuts, but, nuts. But I think
2: the, the the key is like to not everyone has to be a damn celebrity. Right. But
3: exactly. Exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> we got to get, we got to get away from this chase of, Listen. you know, you got to be famous. You got to be a celebrity in order to have a good life and, and be successful.
3: I was talking to, I was talking to a group of guys the other day, young, a little younger than me. They, they were in their early thirties. And I said, yo, like, Y'all got to go to these places, man. Y'all got to learn these trades. Plumbing, electrician, uh, 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 welding. I said, because the guys that know those trades, they're getting old and they're dying off. Right. I said, do you know the amount of money they're going to pay people to fill those positions? Because it's just not enough people to do it. Yeah, He's like, yo, gee, we didn't even think about that, man? I said, listen, man, those are the things. I said, listen, I heard your mixtape. Garbage. Leave that alone. Leave that alone. I downloaded it, and you owe me a like, But $1. Damn, old head. New
2: wave, Mr. <laughs> listen,
3: listen. Yo, if you told you me know?
1: that shit like that, I wouldn't even be mad. Like, yo, I heard your mixtape. Hype me
3: up. Garbage. Damn. Fuck yeah. Me up. <laughs> you, owe, you owe me one ninety nine, boy. No, no. I, I just, I just talk. I talk to them like that because they know me, and they know that that, that I'm just straightforward like that.
0: Right. <laughs> you know. So,
3: and they like, damn. Oh, you gonna do me like that, OG? I said, yo, if you want to be a rapper, keep rapping. But I don't, I don't think it's going to work. Mm. <laughs> Try yeah, did, something else. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Listen, I, I wanted to be a gangster. I tried a lot. It didn't work. Well, you so did now I'm full, trying some different stuff. You did a full career of it
0: out. and then still yeah, did
3: it, I, it. it didn't pan out. Right. I gave I, I gave him my 25. I, I had to put my papers in. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, tired. Let,
0: me,
1: let me ask you, had you not gotten locked up, where do you think Deuce would be right
3: now? St. Raymond Cemetery.
1: Damn. I went to St. Raymond High School. That doesn't make me feel good at all.
3: St. Raymond Cemetery. Damn. Okay. De- definitely. 100%, 100%. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now.
0: So you feel like the system saved you in that sense?
2: Mm, that's yeah. A, that's a tough yeah. one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 when people say that, I want people to understand what that means. It's yeah, not Candyland in there. Right, 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 no, right. No, no. It's not. Every day you wake <laughs> everybody's up. Everybody's built die. for that, right? Every day you wake up, you could die. Remember, you waking up to two thousand other motherfuckers that's mad and they they that they in this situation. Mm-hmm. You 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 waking up every day to fucking racist, prejudiced gods that you know they they sit, they just want to inflict hurt on people. So at any any given moment, your life can end. So when people say the prison save you, I'd be like, well, yes and no. Because I still had to navigate the same people that's in prison or the same dude that, that are on the street that could have killed me.
0: Right.
3: You just don't have the gun, but they got the knife, they got the shank, they got the fucking whatever the whatever they want to use, the pipe, whatever you want to use. So yes and no. Yes, it did, because it took me off of the streets and it gave me a chance to, after years and years of still being a knucklehead, and God blessed me and got me through that knucklehead period. It gave me the chance to to fix me, to fix my thinking, to fix, to, to fix my attitude, to adjust a lot of things about me that was fucked up, because I wasn't perfect.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to be Lucky enough to get out of that situation, in the mind frame that you were able to.
3: Yeah, no, like that, it, I, not everybody's built for that.
0: You, you
1: probably the exception, man. Because like it's, it's, it's really tough.
3: No, it's, it's a lot of guys, man. It's a lot of guys, and the list is too long for me to talk about them right now. That are great parents, that are great motivators in the community, that are great fucking role models, man. That went through that same struggle. And they here and they doing the same type of work that I'm doing. It's just that we know each other personally. That's why I'm here. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's a lot of guys, man. And, and, and that's part of the hood therapy, too. We could turn this shit around. No matter how many mistakes you make, we could turn this shit around. Unless you unless you don't wake up in the morning, we can turn this shit around. That's real shit.
1: Yo, Deuce, man. Thank you for joining us, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, yeah. brothers. Thank you for Appreciate having you. me.
3: Thank Thanks. you for having me. I appreciate y'all brothers. Anytime, anything I could do, anything, whatever, I'm here for y'all.
1: Appreciate you, man. Appreciate
3: y'all. Fatherhood's out. <laughs> My brother.
0: Good therapy.
3: Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to the child.